Welcome back to the Facts About PACs podcast. I am your host, Michaela Isler, NAPACs Executive Director. It's been a hot minute, y'all, since we cracked these mics. Welcome back, gang. So glad to be back around the warmth of this podcast fire. Yes, sir. I have felt adrift without you two since Election Day. I've been looking forward to this all week. Abigail, congratulations on the big win in Wyoming. Senator Cynthia Lummis, tell us all about it. Cynthia Lemus is a trailblazer in many ways, little tease for the rest of our show, but she is the first female senator elected from Wyoming to the United States Senate, which is really exciting in and of itself. She's also making a name for herself as being a Bitcoin pioneer in the Senate. So that will be something to watch out for, especially if you don't know a lot about Bitcoin. It'll be a fun little thing to learn about. She's definitely going to be somebody to watch over the next six years. Well done, Miss Cave. Well done. Abigail, that reminds me, we need to have her back on with Christine Kilbride from one of our earlier shows who talked a little bit about the future of Bitcoin. So we'll look forward to that. And on the home front, the NABPAC team is in high gear. High gear. Our very first virtual post-election conference kicks off on Tuesday, December 1st at 10 a.m. We have two and a half days full of dynamic keynote speakers, interesting panelists, lunch lounges, sponsor lounges. It's going to be something for everyone. Yep. And at day two, at 2 p.m., that'll be Wednesday, December 3rd, we've got the big reveal, Michaela. That's right, Adam. We are announcing the winners of the 2020 NABPAC Trailblazer Awards. It's a big deal. It is. And we're going to get everyone up to speed right after this. The Facts About PACs podcast is produced especially for the members of the National Association of Business Political Action Committees. In every episode, we recap this week's NAPPA activities, share actionable intelligence and best practices, all while connecting the PAC community. This episode of the Facts About PACs podcast is brought to you by National Journal. Get to know the 117th Congress using National Journal's vignette, a database of over 9,000 in-depth profiles of policymakers and influencers at the federal, state, and local levels, including every newly elected member of Congress. Explore the database today by signing up for a free trial at njvignette.com. Thanks, Adam. Back in 2016, NABPAC launched the Trailblazer Awards to recognize best-in-class PACs led by professionals who excel in their field and innovate in ways that can inspire others to push the envelope and deliver winning results. Every two years, we bestow the Trailblazer Award at the trade association and corporate level. I am so pleased to introduce our special guest, Jennifer Brooks from Northrop Grumman, who served as the chairperson of the 2020 Trailblazer Award Selection Committee and who also serves on the NABPAC Board of Directors. Jennifer, welcome to the Facts About PACs podcast. Thank you, Michaela, so much for having me. I've been listening to this podcast and hoping that I would have the opportunity to join you. So this is very exciting for me. Oh, well, we're so excited to have you. And we're really excited about our virtual 2020 post-election conference that's coming up in just a little over a week. And we wanted to chat with you today just a little bit about the Trailblazer Awards and really what does it take to win? That's a great question. I'll tell you, I remember in 2016 when we launched these awards and I remember seeing the winners and thinking, wow, they must be doing some really great things to have an award that talks about what awesome stuff their pack is doing. So I'll tell you, first of all, it takes a NAPPAC member to participate in this award. So you must be a NAPPAC member. 
But second, it takes a lot of creativity. It takes a lot of guts. It takes a lot of intuitive ideas. But also in this year specifically, I think it takes a lot of gumption to try new things, to be willing to step out on a ledge, maybe try something that doesn't work, reevaluate and try something new again. I go back to the, you know, throwing the spaghetti on the wall, what sticks? Sometimes we don't know. And in a year like 2020, we had no idea what was coming. So the winners of this award tried new things. They did things that they've never done before. They did podcasts. They did virtual visits with members of Congress. They did things that were a little outside the box maybe a year ago, but now I think going forward, they're going to be the way that PACs operate. So these trailblazers really took it to the next level when it was required of them, and they did a fantastic job. Yeah, you don't you don't end up with uh, a tr- an award named Trailblazer by doing what everybody else is doing and not taking chances. And I was able to work a little bit, Michaela, with Jennifer in how we're going ultimately to announce the winners of the awards. I'm kind of like the guy who has the envelope with the answers in it. I wasn't allowed to look inside, but I wasn't trusted to hold on to it for a minute. And I know that these awards are given out in two different categories. Jennifer, right? Because we've got different levels of members who would just have different packs. How does that work out for the Trailblazer Award? So we wanted to focus in two different areas. First, the corporation side. Second, the association side. I can tell you that my personal experience has always been in the corporation side of packs. It's run very differently than an association pack. Associations, I feel like, have way more red tape to work through. And sometimes the tactics that work for an association won't work for a corporation and vice versa. So to separate the two makes it a little more of an even playing field so that we can actually say these are true trailblazers in both areas. They are experts. They've done fantastic things. And they're leading the way for both associations and corporations. So I feel like I'm going into this a little blind because all of you know who the winners are and I do not yet know. So maybe, Jennifer, you could talk about the competition and and sort of what types of innovative ideas you guys saw out there in the applicants. I will say that we had some amazing applications come through this year. Lots of impressive videos, lots of incredible ideas of ways to take your pack virtual things that I hadn't really thought about, things that I know took a lot of time and energy and effort, but that resulted in great things. I know a lot of packs shut down. I know our pack did. And it was a really scary time of not knowing when is the right time to kind of start asking again for pack money. And so this made it harder for all of us this year, including our applicants, but that didn't stop them from asking. They realized by talking to people within their organizations, it's okay to ask again. It's okay to start back up. We might not have the big hard push, but what we can do is communicate and we can do that even when we're not asking for money. So starting, I think, early and starting with these innovative ideas really helped all of our applicants to reach out in different ways and in different fashions that maybe they had done before, but that, again, led them to trailblazing results. So Abigail Cave, you were on the selection committee. One thing we've learned through the Facts About PACs podcasts, the number one PAC podcast in America, now 29 episodes strong, is that employee-funded PACs 
have suddenly justified and found a larger meaning than maybe ever before within their organizations as trusted sources, helping to bring forward a lot more information about what's going on inside and connecting employees with their companies. Was that evident in a lot of the work that you saw? Absolutely. The common thread in all of the entries we received was just this desire to not necessarily like beat goals or to achieve new things, but just to stay in contact and stay working with their employees and make sure their employees didn't feel isolated during this time. And I mean, I think that's trailblazing in and of itself, which definitely made it hard to choose between the companies and organizations that came forward. Jennifer, it it seemed to me that it must have been hard to find a winner because from what I saw, people weren't just throwing things against the wall to see what stuck. Like they were very thoughtful and really intentional with the work that they were doing. And a lot of it found great purchase. Yeah, I think a lot of this shift to digital, to virtual content has really changed the way that I think about PACs. And that's how our PAC managers and PAC directors went, made it through this, right? Instead of being able to do an in-person ask, like most of us do, we had to shift that to an online setting, whether that's via a Zoom call or that's via an email or having a special guest join you for a virtual town hall. Again, I go back to podcasts being something that normally PACs aren't really that invested in, but I've heard of a lot of them shifting to podcasts to try to communicate with their members, to again, show value, to do education work. And so a lot of this isn't new per se, but maybe it's new to our PACs. Things that we just kind of pushed aside in earlier years because we didn't need to go that route because we could do our ask in person. And that's what we've done forever. But when the world changed, we had to change with it. And we saw a lot of that this year. Yeah, Jen. And I think too, one of the greatest benefits of this whole shift to virtual is our members have shared with us. And I would imagine our Trailblazer Award winners saw the same thing that they really were able to extend their reach to a much bigger audience than maybe they normally would have had. And I think that's a good thing because at the end of the day, the more that our employees are engaged outside of the DC area, the more they're willing to get out and be more involved in the process, whether it's getting registered to vote or taking action on an issue or, or even contributing to the PAC. Absolutely. And because I know the winner and we've already spoken with them, you'll hear that in one of our conversations about how they were able to reach more people than ever because they were communicating in a different way that worked for people. People were sitting at home and regardless of your time zone, you were able to dial in and to listen to these discussions with members of Congress and other special guests. So it allowed the opportunity to be greater for more participants. You weren't limited to a room in a corporate office or at a facility. You were limited to just by how many people were able to dial in. And so more people than ever were able to get involved. I think that you'll hear that in both of our winners discussions, but I remember specifically one of them bringing that up as a lead to their their success. So be honest, did the committee consider giving the award to this podcast? As much as it pains me to say this, no. Yeah, I didn't think so. But you know what? There's always there's always 2022. And I think that, well, I know 
that it is meaningful for everyone in our sector. And we are doing this virtual post-election conference. This is a big part of day two. Tune in two o'clock on Wednesday, the 2nd of December to hear and see the winners. Exciting stuff. And I just personally want to say congratulations to you, Jennifer Brooks, and to you, Abigail Cave. You guys are the winners in making all this possible and sorting through all of this stuff during your regular job. So thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Abigail. And we should also thank the other members of our committee who put in tireless work alongside of us. Sarah Milligan of the American Dental Association, Jessica Nake of Deloitte, and Jeannie Slate of the American College of Emergency Physicians were also instrumental in this process. They were fantastic. And if you'll remember, Jeannie was the winner last time we had this award. So it was very helpful to have her perception in our discussions. She made it really interesting for us, brought up things that we wouldn't have thought about. So Jeannie, it was awesome to have her. That's great to hear. Actually, Jeannie's associate executive director will be with us as a keynote speaker since they have been on the front lines during COVID. Bringing it full circle, absolutely. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for being a leader within NABPAC and really taking on the role of chairing the 2020 Trailblazer Award Selection Committee and for being with us today. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. I appreciate you all. It's time to get squared away with Attendify. Attendify is the platform and app we're using to bring NABPAC's virtual post-election conference to all have registered. Please be sure to log in to Attendify in advance of December 1st so that you are not slowed down from jumping in and getting started with our first presenter, Charlie Cook. That's right, Michaela. Attendify is an excellent platform, one that you can use on your computer and also one that you can access by mobile device. As long as you're logged in and you've registered, you've got an all expense paid vacation to the virtual NABPAC post-election conference. That's right, Adam. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Facts About PACs podcast. Your support has made us the number one PAC podcast in America. May you all enjoy a safe and healthy Thanksgiving holiday. Until next time, stay safe, stay engaged, and keep moving forward. Gobble, gobble.